welcome everyone. Bienvenido. It's a blessing to be here again, going solo today. This is Audrey. Michelle is on a little break, well-deserved break too. So we continue with our this week's devotional on who is the fire-filled generation and as we explored two days ago about Evan being an older person and was concerned about his age but little did he know that God still required Evan to be a part of the fire-filled generation and we discussed about being a willing being will being not mindful of your age but just wanting to do what God has called us and sent us in the earth to do so it's still week six and today is day 17 and we're going to look further in the devotional to see where we're at with our fictional story and how it really relates to us so I'm going to start reading the next um, bit from the devotional, and it reads, However, this mentor assured me that the signs and wonders that took place in his life were going to take place in mine as well. I was in awe of the miracles that took place in his life and prayed that the Lord would give me double of his anointing. Wow. I walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and I've seen blind eyes opened. On one of my mission trips, I prayed during a time of drought and the village received rain after three months of having no rain and crops grew in record time. We have the power and we have the authority that Jesus Christ has given to us as believers to open our mouths and declare things to happen. You know, one of the things we have to recall is in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples when he said, as it is in heaven, so let it be on the earth. That's what we need to pray. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's our prayer today, that his kingdom will come in our lives and that we will demonstrate Christ in the earth. As fire-filled generations, that's our heartbeat. We want to show the world, this dark world, the light of Jesus. And wherever there's fire, really, there's some light going off, right? So in the midst of the darkness, we want to be the ones that show Christ, showcase Christ in such a vibrant way that others will want what we have and will want to go after Christ. We're not building our kingdom, but we're building his kingdom. We're just a part of the building process. We're just a part, a tool that he can use. So we surrender our lives to him to be used of him. And as we spoke about Evan two days ago, 
we're reminded that no matter what age we are, as long as we are willing vessels, and that's what we're going to look at today, the willing vessels that want to be used of the king. You know, the beauty about Jesus and um. My favorite, one of my favorite stories is actually the first miracle that Jesus did. And he used jars of clay, water pots that were on the outside. These water pots were used to wash feet. They would pull the water from it to wash the feet of the visitors that came. And we can just imagine their outside you know, just for that purpose, nobody's going to spend the time to wash the outside of those water pots. I'm sure they were not made of gold and fine material, but they were just clay water pots to be used for that purpose. Almost discarded. Nobody's going to even look at it. The, the intent and purpose of it was to get water from it and wash feet and go. And the first miracle that Jesus did, he used the discarded pots outside. And he said, "Is fill it up. Fill it up. You know? And yet when the water was drawn, that turned into wine, it was the best tasting wine that the MC said, Everyone else used the best wine at the beginning of the wedding because by then, hey, everybody's fresh tasting this wine. But you choose to use it when everybody is already tasted so much wine. You save the best wine for last. And I say that to say this. Many of us feel like it's already too late for us. There's nothing God can do for us. We'll just go to a ministry. We'll do the little that we know. You know, we'll leave the other stuff to the younger generation or to other people. And God is saying, tap, tap on the shoulder. No, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. You may have been like Anna for years sitting in the temple but I've chosen her to see the Messiah and to prophesy over him at 84 plus years. You know, Simeon, I've already told him, you won't leave until you see him. And right throughout scriptures, God is saying to us, just be willing. Be willing to do what I've called you to do. Be willing. All he needs from us is a willing vessel. Are we willing? willing to be that willing vessel it's about yielding it's about surrendering are we really wanting to surrender our lives so that the king of kings can use us so he can impart in us things that will cause us to go whoa because yes he's that kind of a god he's a whoa god we never want to leave this earth and never reach our fullest potential because we have said to ourselves, we're not gifted enough. We're not called 
we are not young enough we're not old enough we can't talk we can't sound like this person and the list goes on you know i'm taken back to evil with jeremiah jeremiah said how can i do this i'm a young person moses said i i i i i i can't talk you know but may we all be reminded it's in the book of acts that others heard peter and the crew and said but these are ignoramus fishermen who have been with jesus if we have been with jesus he can take us to places to do things that we ourselves cannot dream or imagine it has not yet entered our hearts what the king can do through us we just have to be willing vessels surrendered vessels and i know that it's hard sometimes because for us we have heard things along the way and the enemy keeps playing it back in our minds to say to us remember you cannot speak well remember you're too old remember 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 and sometimes fear and what we are thinking will hinder us from doing but we are here to break the cycle and to say we can do all things through Christ that gives us the strength it's not too late to go back to school if that's what God is telling you to do it's not too late for whatever dream and vision God has given you as a fire-filled generation God will equip us on every side a fire-filled generation will grow children maybe that's all God wants you to do in this season of your life to raise your kids so they can be on fire for their peers what a marvelous picture that is just think about it you're raising the next Esther and the next Daniel and the next Shadrach Meshach Abednego the next Mary that will go and turn the world upside down the next Peter the next John the Baptist that will turn the world upside down for Jesus it's not isn't that an awesome awesome assignment how about on your job you may be working and you're the only person that's there that's a believer but God has set you in that place he has now given you a platform for you to turn that office or that warehouse wherever you are planted you can bloom wherever we are planted we can all bloom because God wants us to bloom to be stronger in him to spend time that's how we get to be fire-filled generations by spending time with the Lord by reading his word studying his word praying fasting worshiping seeking him constantly yes it's intimacy 
is knowing him, getting to know him. That's what Elisha did with Elijah. He walked around with him. He left everything behind. His family, his friends, his livelihood, and he decided to follow this person because he saw the call of God, the anointing of God on Elijah's life. And he decided, this is what I want and I'm going after it. So he spent close time with him so he could learn the things of God. And the Bible recorded Elijah did eight miracles. And if you remembered, we said Elisha asked for a double portion. And you know what? He actually did 16 miracles. That's a double portion. That's a double portion. And God granted to him because he asked for it. So we're going to implore you to read about Elijah's miracles from 1 Kings 17. Oh, this is so good. From 1 Kings 17 to 2 Kings 2, chapter 2. And then if you continue from 2 Kings chapter 2 into 2 Kings 13, you read the complete stories of Elijah and Elisha. And it's a good read. Take your time, read and see just how much and what God wants and show us how to live and how to not only be a mentor, but to also be a mentee. The humility that comes through being mentored. It is good to show others the way, but it's also good for someone to show us the way. So it's a twofold walk. And in the midst of doing all of this, we spend time with the Lord. We spend time in his word. We learn, get a journal, write these miracles down and see. That's the challenge that you'll have. How did you find eight miracles by Elijah? And did you find 16 from Elisha? And see. And if you didn't, then read again. It's hidden. It's in the word. And it's there. And we can see without a doubt that God is calling you and you and you and he's calling me. It's been a great moment just going through Elijah, the story of Elijah and Elisha. And just to see that God is still calling his people and he is expecting us to be a part of the fire-filled generation who is willing to teach others, to share, to show those signs and the wonders of Jesus. Yes, it's a wonderful time to be alive. It's the best of seasons to be alive. And signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who totally surrender to the king. And we are that fire-filled generation that have been sold out and willing to pick up our mantle and to run the race that is set before us, looking unto the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you all for joining today. And we say shalom, shalom, shalom. Have a blessed day.